Hello, I'm Dan Aykroyd, and welcome to this fine motion picture emporium. It's nice to know you're here tonight, rather than at home shoving cheap little plastic cartridges into cheap imported video systems that keep you and your family hostage in your own home or apartment. Now, let's face it, big screen entertainment is what it's all about. We've enjoyed it for years. Movies are great. There's nothing like a good movie, or even a bad one for that matter. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, how you doing? 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 All right, let's do it. Go. Welcome to another edition of a couple of average shows movie reviews. I am Joe Spiegel, Mike Sutherland, and we have a special guest this week. It is, or more like special ed guest. We have uh, Mr. Mark Sutherland. Why do you say special guest? Because this is his first time here. What if he decides that Bloody Marys are more fun than this show? They're not. No? All right. This show won't give me rip diarrhea. So we we thought we'd add a little uh, extra funk to the show. So uh, we're going to talk with Mark, and uh, this week we're also going to talk about The Last Witch Hunter starring Vin Diesel. We're going to talk about our Netflix pick of the week, which is uh, my pick is going to be the film Dark Was the Night, 2014 horror film. Ugh. And what are you going to talk about? I don't know. Something. <laughs> Good prep there, buddy. I can't remember all the shit I watched. I watched something on... Fuck, what did I watch? I don't know. All right, well, Michael figure it out. And then also I have uh, I have good news for everybody. Mike has decided not uh, to take that stick out of his ass, and he's going to be a little more cheery. Am I? Now. Yes. Right now I can just see it. I see you glowing like you're pregnant. Whatever. All right. You see your chin hair glowing through the computer that in fucking, the background. The, the, the chin hair that won't stay straight. It's all fucking It looks like you scraggly. went down on somebody, and the glaze is just holding it to the side. Yeah, it's fucking pissing me off. <laughs> You gotta comb. You gotta. The problem with the chin hair is you gotta comb it. Yeah. And I don't want to, because it, it just doesn't stay. If you had the full on the beard or yeah. like I had, uh, did did you rub his chin? Yeah. <laughs> so it's freaking me out. Is it a little bit? It's bugging you. All right. Yeah, so a little bit. even uh, yeah. Mike and I have already seen the last Witch Hunter. Mark has not, but I have not. He is somewhat of an expert in just watching a movie trailer and being able to dissect the film. Expert criticism. Yes. <laughs> From five-minute trailers. Yes. Sometimes seven. So uh, I think before Mike and I give our opinions on the film, love to hear what you got to say well, about it. Well, I would need to watch it again because there's an outside chance I was pretty drunk when I watched it. Oh, so like brother uh, outside? Like, yeah, no, not outside. 100% fact. So like brother like brother, you guys have <laughs> shitty prep for the show. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Well, at least I, you know, we should... Who's, who didn't write a fucking movie review today? Oh, God, dude. You know what? It, excuses. Excuses, 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 <laughs> yes. I, this readjusting to life after also, all the- Also, you know what? Shame on you when you post your movie reviews yeah. at 2.30 in the fucking afternoon on Facebook. It, Who's on Facebook at 2.30 in the afternoon? You, so you're saying I should do a designated time? I think you should do some research and, and find out the time that most people use Facebook. Mm-hmm. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and then after- 10 a.m. to 2 p.m.? Yeah. That's a pretty big window. Is that Central or Mountain Time? Pacific. Figure out the times that are best, where the most people are on. Hey, this is our fucking research guy over here. He's supposed to be checking all this and then, out. And then post your reviews when people are actually there to look at them. Like two. It's just going to get lost in the mix. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I have this rule that if if I finish writing my review too late into the day, like after eight, I don't post it that day. I'll I'm going to venture to say that. Uh, it's probably like so inaccurate, it's ridiculous. But I would think that most people are on Facebook between five and eight. They're home from work. What about lunch hour? 
no, they got shit going on. Most people work. They're eating lunch. They're maybe checking their Facebook, but they're not actually engaged. Banging the mistress. Right. They're not. They're not. Hmm. You know, I I look at my phone. I'm like, oh hey, that's funny. You know, there's a cat playing with a ball. You know what's funny is even though I should be doing more of this research myself because the only research I do is on the movie itself. Uh, that all the research that you've done over podcasting and all this stuff that we've been doing for almost three years now is that. You have I don't think you've ever done uh, peak hours. I have. Have you? Yeah. All right. Well, so just, I don't have a problem with you posting when you post, but maybe Mark has something to. Well, maybe I'm way off base. No, no, man. You know what? I am when is the open... best time to post according to Adweek? Maximize to... retweets post at 5 p.m. 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. <laughs> 12 p.m. and 6 p.m. delivers the highest click-through rates. So, like you know, when you wash your laundry. 12 and 6. Peak what, hours. What about weekdays? Is that weekends? Weekdays? What are we? I, it doesn't say. Oh yeah, because they don't do the research. But uh, right. best time of day to post is uh, 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. We definitely don't want to do it on suggestion. Sundays when the equalizer's on because old so, people aren't on Facebook. So they're just basically saying the best time to post is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. Uh, best, just throw it out there when it's daylight. Best days to post are Thursdays and Fridays. Eighty-six percent of posts are published during the work week with engagement posting on Thursday and Friday. Engagement rates fall 3% below average for posts published Monday through Wednesday. So if we post on Thursday or Friday, we'd be better off. Oh, oh, side note. We have a personal rule that we never speak about the popular, or I'm sorry, high-rated um, local radio show, morning show, that is off of 98 Rock. We uh, do not mention it at all. So if, they, if any way, if the topic comes up in any kind of way whatsoever, we do not call their name out because fuck them. Did they make you mad? I can't stand them. He can't stand them, and I am at the point where I'm wondering why I spent multiple years off and on listening to them, thinking that it was uh, enlightening my life in any way whatsoever. I don't even listen to that radio station. The whole the whole station is bad. However, Z-Rock, out of Chico. Uh-huh. 106.7. Shit's banging. But you won't. You, you live in Sacramento, so you can't get it. Yeah. But they're online. Okay. And they're, they're fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I usually listen to, a po- you know, like Podcast Republic on my phone. And what happens is I, 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 I kind of, with all this moving shit and stuff I did, I quit listening to like Hollywood Babylon. And, and now I just keep putting on Pandora and listening to, you know, comics on there. Hmm. And hmm. I got I to gotta get back into the podcasting because, you know, sometimes, I mean, it's, it's good insight, you know, especially listening to Kevin Smith and stuff. Yeah. But I got to listen to other ones because Mike's always bringing up someone else. You know, Mike, uh, what is it, Michael Mira? Uh, brings up Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan's my favorite podcast because yeah. he had a guy on um, recently who used to be a cop in New York. Yeah. He's a corrupt cop and decided that he was done being corrupt. Yeah. And his last transaction, um, he flew to Dominican Republic to get his money. Yeah. And he was being followed by a DEA agent and didn't know it. He was 27. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his, his entire life has been like that. You know what's awesome about listening to Joe Rogan on the radio? Is that you don't have to see his cauliflower face. You know what's stupid about this movie? I'm watching the trailer again. Is they have beards. <laughs> Flower beards. Like, and man buns. Like hippies? No, like the popular beards that are in right now. Oh, yeah. That's all the, all the faggoty. Like ZZ Toppy? Like, like the dude from, um, who is the, uh, the, the Techno Viking? No, Techno, Techno Viking's Viking beard. He, he started Techno, that. What's Techno Viking? You don't know what Techno Viking is? Oh, my God. Is? I got the look. What, what is it? What? 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 Techno Viking. Um, is this guy? He's German, I think, and they're at some German love festival. Why isn't he Swedish? Well, that'd be Norse, but that's okay. <laughs> Come closer, Norway. So, Techno Viking. It's like rave pop, and people are dancing around. And is it like German sparkle party? No, no. no it's 
You got to look it we up. Really dude. Gotta I brought get my party pants. Bigger speakers in here where we can like Joe's like, "Oh, I don't know what techno biking is." And then we can play it and then you can get full effect with like awesome speakers and like a flat screen. Well, what I need to do is I need to pull out yeah. the other mixer so I can plug stuff into it. And then then there He's got a man bun and a flower beard. <laughs> which because it's popular, otherwise he wouldn't have And I guess he's in a dream. Yes, I forgot to mention uh, write down on my on my notes for the show for the movie that there are so many knockoffs from other films in this movie. This is basically a fucking Indiana Jones ripoff. It's Constantine ripoff. It's fucking Gladiator ripoff. It's yeah. I was I thought about there was another film that was similar to this and I forgot what it was because I was drunk. But oh, and he's old. That's the other thing. He's really old, right? Yeah, he's like eight hundred years old. He's like eight hundred years old. It's <laughs> Elijah Wood special effects. The chick from Game Pitch of Thrones. Perfect. Yeah, from Game of Thrones. Which one is she? I didn't even see her. The you redhead. Know, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. yeah. I thought there was a chick from the Pitch Perfect chick. No. It's the Game of Thrones chick. Yeah. She's like a white okay. trash version of Emma Stone. They all look the same anymore. I mean, all these Hollywood bitches all look the same. Right. Yeah. Same. Haircut. You know the trends, man. Same shit. And it's, like the heroin look is in. And so here's, here's... I don't know. I find her kind of trashy hot. She, yeah, that's what I mean. She's like a trashy hot version of Emma Stone. So he had a family. The family gets killed by witches. He wants redemption. 800 years later, he finds this chick who is a witch and then the guy that wants to help him, but he's like the inexperienced quirky kid, right? Is that Elijah Wood? Yeah. Some kind of a helper. <laughs> and then he goes and he fights the seven witches and they throw all sorts of monsters at him and he wins. One witch, but okay. Whatever. Same difference. Whatever. Well, there's there there's a bunch of witches there. I mean, you know, because he goes to the bar. No, but that doesn't. There was clearly more than one witch in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, there is more than one witch in the trailer, but he's going after a specific. Most of the witches in the movie are misunderstood witches. But he's the last witch hunter, so he has an obligation to kill all. The yeah, witches. that's what's funny about it is that but he he's, It well, should be he's called terrible at his job. It should be called the only witch hunter. Right. It should be a guy looking for a witch. Well, they have yeah. <laughs> and the only reason why it's called the last witch hunter is because hopefully it's the last witch hunter that they make. He doesn't kill all the witches because there's a there's a truce between humans and the witches. Who made this truce? The humans and the witches. Yeah, like this special uh, this? religious sect that did yeah, it. Yeah, religion. The cross and the axe and cross yes. sect that they tattooed on his arm. Yes. Is that, is that, yeah. See, yeah. And that's exactly what it's called, and the so, axe and cross. And, and uh, all of Vin Diesel's guides, these priestly guides, are called Dolans. And uh, Michael Caine's Named character. after the first oh, guy called Michael Dolan. Michael Caine. And then he just, I saw that too. That maybe met Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Michael he Caine gave, is Alfred. He gave him a Batman speech. It's the Morgan. Like, some, some men just want to see the world burn. It, yes. Yeah. Like, it, it's the Morgan Freeman validation. The old wise guy showing up in the movie. He's the old white wiseman. Yeah. He's, I think Michael Caine has maybe about seven minutes of dialogue in the entire film. Probably. Is it all inspirational quotes? Yes. And it's very kicked back and unpriestly. Is he crossing his leg? Does he have a drink and his legs crossed? <laughs> yes. All At one point is, he does. All yeah. he needs is a cigarette. Leather couch? Yep. <laughs> so, see, I told you. Yeah, it's and not bad. But Elijah Wood, though, Elijah Wood's character is completely bland. Elijah? Did you just say Elijah? North. His helper was North. Okay, fine. North. Okay. Frodo North. <laughs> Frodo North. All right. Frodo North Willard. All right. I like the first season of Willard. It was, but then, God, it got, it just got stretched with ideas. It just became the same shit. Yeah, it was funny. Really? First season was funny. Was that was guy it. in a dog costume. I know, but the but the way they did it was so well done. Yeah. They have pretty good CGI. They could have made an actual dog. Well, see, it was taken from an Australian comedy. Yeah, and the same guy who played the dog in Australia plays, plays him again. Right. Is that... Uh, 
I don't know. Jim Jeffries. No, but it might as well have been. <laughs> or Russell Brand. It was like a Russell Brand type. He, is he Australian? I, th- I thought he was British. No, yeah, but it, it was like a Russell Brand type. You could offend people by saying that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I do. I find that offensive, <coughs> Mike. Anyway, so seven minutes of trailer, and I'm sure you two have extensive notes, and there's probably a bunch of shit that I missed. <laughs> extensive notes? <laughs> well, Joe does. He's got a whole binder over there. Right. Yeah, I've of, got a... Last of, Witch Hunter material. Of every fucking movie we've seen in the last year. I've do, got, you, do you sit in the movie theater and like write, write down No, things? I can't do it there, because I lose concentration on the movie. Do you see it in 3D? No. Well, the only time we see 3D is if we absolutely have to because of scheduling or some shit, mm. or if it's, I don't know, Avatar. <laughs> Otherwise, we normally... I, how many 3D movies have we seen? Like, right. maybe five? In the last three Besides years? Besides The Hobbits? The podcast? Yeah. Yeah, a we handful. We saw Jack the Giant Slayer in 3D. Yeah, that was awful. We saw Frankenstein. I Frankenstein in 3D. Yeah, another awful movie. Jurassic Park 3D I saw, awesome. We when, saw that. When I saw Fury Road the second time, I saw that in 3D. Um... I watched that on my computer. My opinion it was such that, a good movie. My opinion with 3D DVD. is most of the time it, it it's cool at first and then you forget you're even watching 3D. You're just I watching a screen on. that's like 25% darker. What's with the guy in the flaming guitar? That was awesome. It just added flair. You know but when he didn't you, actually serve a purpose. Like, no, he's the war drum guy. That yeah. what they do is they inspire yeah. soldiers. Yeah, exactly. That's their job. So that's all he does. Hey, man, he his, it's the fucking tune to take him to Valhalla, man. Come on. Yeah. It's not Valhalla, though. It's like the spray paint heaven. Like, Well, yeah, it's chrome. Shiny and chrome. Chrome. <laughs> Still Valhalla. Yeah. Well, that, you know. I mean, it was it was an okay. I, I just love didn't understand. It was, it, was, it was a two and a half hour chase scene. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah, with a break, with one bathroom break. And with chicks whipping their hair back and forth in slow motion. Yeah. To look behind them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It was just so artistically beautiful. That I, I love that movie. It, Not it, really. It was mostly orange. My my whole my whole problem with the Mad like Max tan? thing was no, like the whole movie was orange and dirt colored. Well, yeah, they're apocalyptic. So if you think that's well, like flying dust, kind of does that to everything. But it was you said artistically beautiful, and that's orange. Beetlejuice. I saw Beetlejuice. That was my next. In three D. No. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. That is lazy. You can't come. I come up with off fucking beat shit, and you come up with Beetlejuice. Hey, look over there. <laughs> Because I like the movie. <laughs> you know that the best part of that movie is when he pops out of the grave and he's got the O. Henry bar? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got something for you. <laughs> got, a, got a Zagnut for you. I yeah, saw that. Tasty. That I saw awesome. Beetlejuice when I was a kid when I used to go to the theater every single day during the summer and stay there all day. And I watched Beetlejuice at least 30, 40 times. Nice fucking model. <laughs> I'm going to look and see what the last movie I watched on Netflix was. All right. I bet it was like Hot Rod. <laughs> I bet I bet it's something like that. Hot Rod is not a great movie, but it has so oh. many hilarious parts in it. You know what it was? Go ahead. I uh so we we were talking about Cabin in the Woods a couple nights ago because uh-huh. we were watching oh we oh Leprechaun that's what I was going to talk about Leprechaun in space that's the movie. Is that an actual movie? Yeah, because we we got on to watching part four? five I think four or five. We were watching the Leprechaun series on Chill or yeah. whatever, that and so I just good. I turned it on down here, and I'm like, Leprechaun in Space is on? Fuck yeah, I'll watch it. It's <laughs> shitty. God damn it. I watched a kung fu movie. And did I you watch Kung Fury? I did. I told you two about it. Yeah. Of course I saw it. Kung Fury? Kung Fury is awesome. Fuck you, Kung Fury. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> I keep burping, by the way. I'm sorry. Don't my, worry about my it. My favorite part in Kung Fury really? is when, when Hitler starts shooting into the phone. I, I just lose my shit every time I see it. It's so fucking stupid. It's funny. I just, oh my God. The whole movie Fuck is you. He's shooting into the fucking, fucking phone. Funny. The dinosaur at the end. Yeah. What? Watch it again. I love you too, Kung Fu. Uh, Knights of Badass. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Great, great fucking. Peter Dinklage, man. Yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. 
Uh, I saw Journey to the Great West. lesbian makeout scene? Yep. I don't know. It was a kung fu movie. Maybe it was Shaolin Soccer or something like that. <laughs> so anyways, Mark or, and I got on to talking about Cabin. Was it The Cabin or Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Josh so, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, I got on Blu-ray. Great movie. Mm-hmm. So He's never seen it. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. Shame it, on you. It's, I, yeah. I was flipping through channels the next day, yeah. and guess what's on? Cabin in the Woods. Okay. It hasn't started yet. And you still mm-hmm. didn't watch it. I recorded it. Okay. So you still didn't watch it. Well, I didn't, I didn't watch it because- Because you don't have time? I that uh, because of my condition I, right now, I, it's my problem. I I have to actually sleep during the day. I always forget the actor's name, but he was on that show called The Good Guys, and he played Sharky. Yeah, one, yeah. And uh, he's like the main. Uh, he's like the main guy that works at this office. I'm not gonna really give anything away, but he's the one that's controlling everything. Dude, that's the movie's going been on. out for. And yeah, he's funny in that movie, especially what happens to his character at the end. It's it's pretty funny. So yeah, so I recorded it to watch it on purpose. Master of Disguise. That's on my watch it again list. What am I not turtly enough? for the turtle clubs turtle 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 <laughs> turtle <laughs> have you seen the trailer for hateful eight mark yeah not hateful eight a uh, ridiculous uh, six ridiculous six uh-uh. the new adam sandler movie yeah. it's uh it's netflix funded actually the hammer was pretty good oh uh, with uh adam uh, carolla yeah i saw that when it was new i've watched yeah. it yeah yeah i haven't seen it since yeah. then yeah when he's driving around that's one of two movies that laura and i have gone to see in the movie theaters together huh. the hammer maybe not maybe we just watched it together Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Terrible movie. I got to go down to the Pearl Harbor to no. save it. How about like, oh, Cuba Gooding Jr., token black guy who's the chef <laughs> who gets angry that and kids. fucking all of a sudden knows how to use a machine gun yeah. on a ship and he shoots down like 17 airplanes screaming the whole time. That movie made me realize how much Ben Affleck sal- salivates when he's emotional in a movie. If you watch the part where his nose gets hit after it's been broken and he goes, oh, that hurts something fierce and he bends down, you see all the saliva in the sides of his mouth. Like, mm-hmm. I swear, in between every scene that they're showing him, he's going, <laughs> sucking it back in because it's the most wettest mouth I've ever seen since Turner and Hooch. It's That's bad. pretty deep. Motorhead doing Sympathy for the Devil. Huh, cool. Um, that was what's his name? Who's the other guy in that movie? Um, they got Josh Hartnett. They tried to make him a star and it didn't work. He didn't want to be one. He's one of those guys that um does not like the Hollywood system and he's not going to be the Hollywood all those movies because I guess he wanted to make his money at first and then he was done because he got a shitload of offers thrown at him and he kept turning shit down. Well, he was in, but he did Sin City. Well, that's why you see him doing obscure things now because he he barely pops up anymore. You never but. see Heath Ledger anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah. So, uh, Last Witch Hunter. Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know. The movie looks stupid. It is. I, I've only got two positives on it, and they're not even really that positive. I got a... Th- we, was it halfway through the movie? I yeah. got halfway through the movie, and they're in the fucking... They're in the witch's bar, right? A witch bar. A witch bar. Yeah. And I'm like... Rip off of Constantine right there. This is fucking Indiana Jones, because they're negotiating how much... You know, it starts off at 50, 500, and then goes to 5,000, and it goes 50,000 dollars. Negotiating what? How much it's going to cost for him to buy a dream, to access his dreams, right? And then the bar... Then they, then there's a bar fight, and the bar burns down. And he goes, well, I'll have to give you your $5,000. I'm like, this is fucking Indiana Jones. This whole thing is... He's 800 years old. Yeah. I thought she was going to grab an amulet and get into his face and go, I'm your goddamn partner. Right. Oh, and there was an amulet involved, too, that looked just like the... Uh, the one from the leprechaun. N- the, no. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was a shield. From the Staff red, of Raw? Did it have a red eye? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. You're talking yeah. about the Staff of Raw? Yeah, I'm talking about the Staff of Raw. Yeah. Yeah. The amulet red from the Staff leprechaun. of Raw. Didn't when that guy stole bad. that amulet from the leprechaun in part three, that fucking leprechaun bit off his toes. <laughs> That's true. 
Just saying. I think I saw the first Leprechaun when that first came out on uh, on videotape. Wicket. And that was it. Wicket. Played Warwick Davis. Yeah, Warwick Davis. I know. Willow. You should watch part three. And part four. Oh, Leprechaun, Leprechaun in the Hood. Space. What about Leprechaun in the Hood? There's an iced tea in that one. Leprechaun in space where he gets big and then he looks into his pants. He goes, everything's better when it's bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. God. So with Witch Hunter, the only two things that I thought were positive about the movie was beside, I mean, put aside the shitty, you know, lineage that they were doing with the film, cutting back and forth to the past and all that shit. Right. When it showed the past scenes, when he's the actual, you know, warrior and shit like that, those scenes actually weren't that bad. I I, kind of liked it. The gladiator scenes. Kind of, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And yep. where where he's walking through yep. the fields. Wheat with his, fields. With yeah. his kid. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. Are they swinging around? Oh, I'm not. I'm talking. No, but they're walking with the, the hands on the on the grass. Yeah. They, they, they were showing the witch doing that one. But yeah. yeah. On the wheat. Yeah. Wheat. Wheat. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Cool whip. It's a gladiator. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm talking about when they went to the big tree and started attacking the witches in there. That 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 was actually not bad. What I don't understand is he had to go back into the tree. Yeah. She builds this tree, and like he forgets how to fight her. I mean, he killed her the first time by you know chopping her in half with an axe and yeah. sticking her to her tree, and now all of a sudden she's a much better fighter after being dead for eight hundred years. Maybe it was more traumatic this time around. You know, it was so traumatic for him that he just couldn't deal with it. I don't get that. You know, or maybe how, maybe Paul Walker's death is still affecting him. How, how could it be more traumatic when he's fighting witches for eight hundred years? Maybe she learned kung fu. Well, because he's like the pacifist witch hunter. Oh, but he's she letting, couldn't. She was dead. He's letting every years. witch just, you, you know, he's, he's giving every witch that he encounters a oh. slap on the wrist, okay? She was only dead in this realm. Huh. She went to the dream world and learned how to fight. Oh, like Matrix she, style? She Voldemorted. In the wheat fields. Huh. Well, that makes sense now. So, and then the other thing about the movie that I, I, I kind of liked was the, uh, the character... Uh, um, God damn it. The designs. Like there were certain creatures and stuff that were just that looked pretty good. The CG on those, like that one creature that's guarding that would take the witches to the to the you know, the I don't know, the big ice block or whatever you want to call it. Uh that that looked actually cool. You know, and, and some of the witch stuff that they did wasn't bad. It, it kind of reminded me of when, uh, like, what was it, like a year and a half ago when Vin Diesel showed uh, the concept art for the movie mm-hmm. before it was filmed. The concept art made it look like it was going to be a good movie. Isn't this based off of a comic anyways? No, but it, um, his character that's is based book. off of his Dungeons and Dragons character. Oh, that's why. Named uh, Melko, or Melkor. And uh, so this is basically a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, this, this, um, also this movie was on the 2009 Black, or 2010 Blacklist. Why? And I don't know. It was, and also, the script had been re- rewritten like twice for it. So I don't know where the fuck they are. Okay. They should be out there. Are they not? Okay, do you know who uh, Timur Bekembatov is? He directed Wanted. Plays for the Lakers. And uh, a- Abraham Lincoln, uh, Vampire Hunter. Anyway, he was originally going on board to direct this one, and for some reason he walked away from it. Because, probably because of the script rewrites and shit. But this movie screams editing problems. Um, you can tell that I think a lot of stuff was cut out of it and skipped over. It, it, this whole movie is just a shamble. It's just a, a the, the tree in the trailer looks like from it's from Transformers, Game of Thrones. Oh, the one that Megan Fox is under when she's working on his car. No, the one that has the spinny head and it's coming at you and eating everything. Big grindy gears coming. Oh, oh, Devastator. Okay, that's what the tree looked like. I it was a Game of Thrones trees tree where uh, the disabled guy goes into it and finds the witch. Hodor. <laughs> well, this the, yeah, Hodor, but no, the the um the kid that fell off the oh yeah ramparts. yeah 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 yeah. So, but other than those two things, there's nothing else positive about this movie. The movie's boring. 
I don't care about a single character. It reminds me of Hitman Agent 47 in a way where I didn't care about a single person. Vin Diesel, look, he can be a leading man for certain films. And, I mean, he does okay in this one, but at the same time, his character was poorly written. He's you at know? his best when he has two lines. He's like this footloose and fancy <laughs> free witch hunter. And he, like nothing, you know, everything he just brushes off of his shoulders. Nothing really bothers him. They should have totally done this Indiana Jones style, where they open up with him killing a witch or finding finding an artifact and having Elijah Wood as the Belloc character. Yeah. Where he takes the artifact from him and then he has to chase after him. Yeah. Okay. And, and oh, go from priest. there. Or this would have worked better if when it, they do they do the present day New York City shit, what if he's just telling his story to someone else and then it goes back to all the shit he did in the past? And then that's the movie is him being a witch hunter back then. Because no, Indiana Jones. I said or. Well, that's because you have a stupid idea. And well, he's you're young. a stupid that only, that, only, that only works if you're an old man telling tales. <laughs> yeah. When you're Vin Diesel. And he's immortal. But what I'm saying is that would have been better than just this movie where he's in New York almost the whole what, entire time. What if... What if he's playing his 800-year-old self as a dungeon master? Is there a plane crash in this movie? No. No. But there is a part where there's an almost plane crash where Vin Diesel's on a plane and he senses that there's a witch on board because um, there's all this turbulence and there's a storm that they're going through and the storm's getting even worse and worse than, than ever, which uh, it blows my mind. I'm like, didn't I lean over to you and say, why the fuck is this plane flying through a storm? Aren't, aren't they supposed to fly above it, you know? Around. Well, yeah. he says 40,000 feet, so the storm is just higher than 40,000 feet. But it, it, they, they explained it, I mean, because the storm was being created because this witch had these stones that, you know... It wasn't but clouds being... can only go so high. They have an actual the, ceiling. The witch had stones on an airplane? Yeah. Like, rune stones. Yeah, and it was this uh, teenage... How'd that get past the TSA? It was this teenage girl with the short hair. She was like a punk. You can't bring rocks on an airplane. She was in Daredevil. That's what I saw her in. Oh. That was the girl in Daredevil that was um, she's like a cat cat, uh, cat girl kind of thing. Catwoman. The TV series or the movie? The, yeah, the, the TV series. She was, god damn it, I can't remember. It was some superhero show that we've watched in the last year and she was on it. She was the side character that would pop up every once in a while and I swear it had to be Daredevil or I mean, Gotham kept popping up, but that wasn't it. It was because that was that was Catwoman. So DC, some DC thing then. Yeah, I I mean maybe Arrow. Uh, yeah, and then Constantine popped into my head, but I'm I can't remember now. I can't remember what I saw her on. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah. Anyway, but what you know what bugged me about that whole sequence is that he he tells her, "Oh, you just took these and just jammed them all together and expected you know expected it to work," and then he takes them apart, right? Yeah. And then what he does is he jams them all together and rolls them up, and then, and then puts worked. them in his pocket. Yeah. And they worked. Well, okay. Yeah, but you're not the witch hunter, so maybe he had this. You got to do a special spell or something on it. He's just, 800 years old. That's true. Yeah, and he's very kicked back. He's very confident in everything he does. I'm. I am. Maybe this I am humbled. A little too complicated <laughs> for you, North. Pushes him away to a fight witch. You know, I Vin Diesel as a star <laughs> in a movie. I mean, look, if you're watching Fast and Furious, fine. But everything that he's done since. I don't know the the last man or whatever the hell they called that movie where he was a cop. It, it's triple X. He should just be a, a, a co-star in a movie. He should not run a whole film by himself unless it's like Pitch Black and he's playing Riddick or something. Otherwise, it just he, doesn't work. No, it just doesn't work. And and then with this movie, his character is poorly written. And you know, I, I can't really take him seriously. I it's can't. based off of his character from Dungeons and Dragons. How how much of a fucking story? Hey, let me write a backstory on this. He's a witch hunter. Yeah, you could actually he's write a that movie pretty quick. Like, hey, there's this guy, he's 800 years old, and he fights witches, and then, like, the witches have a pack of humans, and then, but he fights them anyways. Yeah. Throw in some action. The, I think the best actor Game in over. the whole thing was um, 
He he played the he played a bad guy witch like the right hand man of the main witch character. He was a warlock. He had his huge fucking beard. Well, beard's around. There's another thing I didn't get about the movie was um Leslie's character. Um, you know the Rose Leslie. You know the the, the witch chick from Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Okay, she's constantly judgmental about Vin Diesel's character because he's a witch hunter, right? And she's like, oh, you're killing all of her kind and blah, blah, blah. She's like bitching at him almost the whole movie and not trusting him when he keeps doing all this shit to show that he's trustworthy. And it was it was like pointless conflict. Did she lead him to the witches to kill? No, she was just kind of following along. Yeah, like, I don't want to get killed. She, so, he led him to, to all the other yeah, places. Yeah, and, and you owe me a new bar kind of thing, yeah. so I'm going to oh, tag along with you. Yeah, yeah, you owe me, you know. You blew up my witch bar? Yeah. How many witches were in the witch bar? All of them. So they're all so. Yeah, it was a specific bar. There could be no humans. In, they they're not allowed to uh, use their magic on humans. Yeah. There's rules. Yes, there's a lot of rules. So but yeah, rules. this movie is just it's overall boring. It's forgettable. There's nothing about it. You know, it, like two weeks from now, I'm gonna forget that we even saw it. You know, it it's the movie's a complete waste of time. Nothing about it. It's chopped up storytelling. Uh, Wood's character had the fact that they barely even show him but they make him look like he's important to the movie and then there's this twist with this character near the end of the film and it was like a who gives a shit twist it was like oh we gotta throw some spice into it but it was stupid told you you should have been the Belloc Ugh, it was, yeah it was the what they sh- Elijah Wood should have been the Belloc of this movie Belloc from Indiana Jones mm. you know his nemesis the rival the, rival, mm-hmm. the bad yeah. guy instead he was the quiet nemesis who who was doing everything in the background and so you couldn't see all the little things he was doing behind because they didn't back. film it yeah or if they did they cut it out they didn't say anything yeah it was this movie just it sucked dude it, it, I, god damn but it you already I knew it sucked because it's it's October and we wanted to see you know, Halloween related stuff. You just paid money to watch horseshit. Yeah, make me feel worse. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Next time you feel like giving ten dollars to somebody, I will videotape myself taking a huge shit and give you that, and you can watch it for ten minutes and then pay me ten bucks. Oh, you just saw an Adam Sandler movie, didn't you? Oh, the recent ones. <laughs> Ridiculous Six comes out a week before Hateful Eight and a week after Star Wars. Nobody's going to go see that fucking movie. Oh, gross. Po- uh, um, point uh, Break. Point Break comes out. <laughs> gross Point Break. <laughs> point Break comes out a week before that. I can't talk this. Where are you going? You don't want to talk about Attack on Titan? I do, but I will. All right. All right. We'll say goodbye to the microphone, man. All right. <laughs> Mark has prior obligations, especially with a porcelain god. So. Well, next time. All right. All right. All right. So thanks for coming in, man. Yeah. No, that's all right, man. You know what? It added some flavor to the show. I like it. Well, we're going to still talk about it, but when you come back, we'll do... You saw the live-action movie? <laughs> 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 we'll wait, but we'll, we want to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, I took my both daughter. Uh, Mike and I both went and saw it, both one parts one and two. They were released about a month apart from each other. Which I found again. Part two's gone. Sorry, it was only... They had like four showings in Sacramento, and that was it. That bitch drove from Stockton to return my wallet, so she says. No, fat Mexican. She took it with her to Stockton? She worked. She, she, uh, no. I gave her money to go away. Okay, so she didn't mail it to you. She actually took it back. Yeah. He has gray hair. I must go. No. <laughs> she, she reminded me of, uh, the, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Can I have my wallet? No. He no, no here. No. That's my wallet? No. Uh, she looked through your wallet. It's like, Visa? Green card? You, you have Windex? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Attack on Titan next week. But Joe and I want to actually talk about, yeah, but we'll get a real review yeah. next week. Okay. Well, the show's good. <laughs> good night. Right, have a good night. So. so, yeah, Attack on Titan. So, 
Yeah, the last witch hunter. I mean, the whole her heart is what's keeping him alive. And, yeah. Uh, no, it just doesn't. No, it doesn't work on any fucking level. No, it doesn't. It it feels like someone had an idea for a movie and then that was it. Right. It, 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 the movie's not inspiring. It's not, you know, sure, there's plenty of action in it. I mean, you know, I kind of like the, the evil wizard that was in it, who was played by uh, Oliver Derry Olufsen, who played Belial. Belial! Yeah. Belial. Belial. Yeah. Not Belial. Because you wouldn't want to say Belial. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he was okay, but it's still, it, it just, I don't... It's, this is just a waste of time movie. I, I think if I gave it a rating, because I haven't written my review for it yet, my rating is probably going to be a 2.5. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Pixels, and it's better than that other piece of garbage we saw. Yeah, but even Hotel Transylvania 2 is better than this movie. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. So, you know, this is going to probably be, unless something even worse comes out this year, this is probably going to be in my bottom five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have no doubt about it in my mind, with the exception of uh, Ridiculous 6 coming out, yeah. which basically looks like a ripoff of A Million Ways to Die in the yeah, West. Yeah, I think we're going to do that as a joint uh, Netflix pick of the week when it comes out. Right. So it comes out a week before Star Wars on, the I think, the 11th of uh, December. So, yeah. I it thought does. it came out right between... No, because remember I said it comes out two weeks before um, Hateful Eight. I see, yeah, and I said two weeks before Hateful Eight is... The 20th, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I, that one, will, we'll just watch together Fuck or something, it. or you watch it here and I'll watch it on my phone or whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll watch it here. Yeah. So Regardless, we're watching it. Yeah. So anyway, fuck The Last Witch Hunter. Do not waste your time with this movie. There's nothing redeemable about it at all. It's a waste of time. Yep. All right. So Netflix pick of the week. I picked a film called... Dark Was the Night. It is based off of a screenplay called The Trees, and it was on 2009's Blacklist. Another Blacklist. Yeah. And you know what? This is one of those films that you can't... I mean, I understand why it wasn't in theaters, because this has already been done before, but it's actually not a bad movie. And the reason why it isn't a bad movie is because... It does the slow build, and it doesn't show the monster from the get-go. It, it shows little hints of something happening. And the movie... Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Why did the fucking title for Last Witch Hunter have the cross with the H and not with the T? I don't know. I didn't even or notice. both T's? I don't know. Maybe because they thought it would be copying off something else that had a cross for the T or something. I don't know. There's something I brought up. Did I Frankenstein have a cross with a T? I don't know. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> yeah. I mean they should have had the, the both the T's in red, you know. Yeah. For the cross. This movie that that movie or, or what they should have done was they should have done so the witch hunter, uh U N T E R. Oh, see they could have done the axe and the cross yeah. with the with witch. Almost see? That, almost that entire film was wasted opportunity. They could have done the axe and the cross with the witch. Yeah. But no. 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 Yeah, and look, I still have to write a review for this movie. Far be it for me for being a marketing ad guy. Yeah, and I, I just, I, fuck that movie. I, I'm done. I'm good. Sorry, I just had to bring that up. Yeah. So, okay, before I get into the, the description of, of the movie, this movie is also based off of a true event that happened in 1855 England, where people came out of their homes during the snow, when it was snowing, and there were these uh, hoofed tracks that went for depending on who tells the story, between 40 and, and 100 miles long that went through England. And they would the tracks would go over houses. They would, go, they would come out of um, pipes, leading out of pipes, small pipes. And it was just everyone who was involved with it, were, they had no explanation Deer for what. That was one of the, the, the speculations about it. But, um, were they big tracks or small tracks? They said they were like the size of like hoofs, like 
hooves of an animal. Like, you know, like a... You say hooves. You say the size of hooves of an animal, but I mean, what size? Uh, I think they said like, like size Like Krampus of, size or... Yeah, kind of like Krampus size. Huge? Like the size of almost like a like a horse kind of thing. What if somebody's just fucking around? Yeah, the, one of the theories is that someone did it with a balloon, like a, like a weather balloon, and they just, they dragged something behind them and it did that, you know, while they're going over stuff and stuff like that. But yeah, it, we, the problem is, is that no one can really prove anything about it because there's so many different stories about it. Like Time machine. Something. So anyway, the the idea from that is this what this that's what this movie's based upon. And it's in a small town somewhere up north in, you know, United States. You said England. I I'm talking about this movie. This movie's you know, the movie's ba- just, oh, it's based off of the legend from England. Yeah, okay. The, it's called The Devil's Footprints was is is the legend. Um so anyway this is in a small town. Um, the uh, sheriff of the town, This the, he's the lead character of the film. He's played by Kevin Durant. He played the blob in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh-huh. Okay, I like that guy. He's one of those guys that he can play an asshole in a movie or can play a good guy and you like him. Uh, but uh, he's, yeah, he's a sheriff in town. And they throw in this side plot of it's six months after one of his sons had died. His young son died in a swimming pool accident when he was watching him and he wasn't paying attention and now he feels guilty. So now he's estranged himself from his wife, his hot wife, too hot for the town they live in kind of wife, right? <laughs> and she was the hot brunette chick on um, Rules of Engagement. And, uh, yeah. Kaylee Cuoco? No. <laughs> Bianca Kaslich. Um, anyway. Oh, rule, I thought you ate rules for dating Mike. No. Yeah, rules of engagement with um, Patrick Warburton and David Spade. Um, so anyway... So he's like kind of estranged himself because he doesn't, he feels guilty about what happened to their son. And so he doesn't think he's, he can't protect them anymore. So he's staying away from them. And it's kind of a waste of time for his character. But the way that they do it at certain times when he's doing like a flashback and, and, you know, thinking of his son, it's sad. So they did a good job portraying that. But anyway, he's, you know, in this town and he's got a, he's got a cop friend. He's got a deputy who's played by Lucas Haas. I don't know if you remember who Lucas Haas is, but he was, um, he was in Mars Attacks. He was a young kid who had the grandma, you know, and he was, he saved, helped save the town and he saved the world from the Martians and he was in Solar Babies and his little kid and shit. Um, he's, his ears have gotten bigger and bigger the fucking older he gets. Anyway, I look like he can fucking fly with him. All right. And then, uh, so, and then they have this little a pointless side story about, well, not side story, but just uh, character information about Lucas Haas's character where, oh, he used to be a cop in New York City and he saw too much shit. So now he's in the small town to get away from it all. Right. And what happens is in the movie is these tracks one morning, these tracks appear and they just go on for three miles through the town and everyone sees them because it's a small town. So everyone sees it outside their door and these tracks lead in the middle of nowhere into the forest. And all of a sudden, every animal and, and all wildlife start disappearing until there's no, no animals left in the whole area, in the whole town. And so Kevin Durant's character is investigating it. And every once in a while, there'll be like a, a moment where he's like he's driving at night and he'll see something running in front of his lights, his headlights in his car and stuff like that. But they never show the monster. Right. And it, it's like I said, it's a slow build. So it finally ends up where and I don't want to give away the twist because actually it has a kind of cool twist at the end. But it ends up where he's trying to get help from outside authorities because people start missing too after all the animals start missing. And he calls in for the for the cavalry to come in and they go, oh, we're not going to be here for 24 hours. Well, then guess what is going to happen in those 24 hours before they get Bad there? Bad shit. Yeah. So pretty much ends up with all of them welled up in the church, everyone in the town. And then all of a sudden the monster comes and they finally show the monster at the end. And it, I mean... The smart thing that they do is most of the time you just see its feet when like someone's staring under a door and shit like that. Krampus. Yeah. And, but 
eventually they do finally show the entire monster and it's CG, but they were smart with it. They didn't overdo it. So, and because it's cheap, but it's not sci-fi channel cheap. Thank God. And once you finally see the monster, my description of it is if you've ever played the original resident evil, there's these monsters called hunters. And to me, they look like a more alligator scaly version of the hunters from, uh, from the original resident evil. But anyway, I thought it wasn't bad. It's it's worth seeing. I gave it a three out of five rating on Netflix, uh-huh. especially watch it now during this time. And I, you know what? I appreciate a movie that doesn't throw all of the monster stuff in your face right from the get go. I still can't believe you said Elijah. Elijah Wood. You said Elijah Wood. Oh, whatever. Does it really matter? Appreciate. <laughs> so anyway, that that's the movie. Dark was the night. Mine is Leprechaun Four in Space. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. A couple of nights ago, we were watching, as you've already heard, uh, Chill. I think it was Chill. The on, uh, anyways, the Chill Network. Yeah. And they're, uh, or maybe the AMC. They're both of them are running between the 16th and the 31st of October is when they start running all these horror movies. Okay. And they had been running a Leprechaun marathon, so it was Leprechaun one, you know, one, two, and three. And the third one was um, awful. Just to say the least. They, they were in Vegas. Leprechaun in Vegas, right? Oh, my luck is really turning up now. Yes, exactly. And one of them was turning into a leprechaun. So one of the characters was turning into a leprechaun. And he started talking in, you know, rhymes and he had a unibrow going on and <laughs> looked like a fucking caveman leprechaun. Yeah. But that pales in comparison to leprechaun in space. Now, leprechaun in space. Can you see a rainbow in space? I don't know. Can you? I don't know. I don't think there's enough dust particles in space to produce a rainbow effect. So no pot of gold. <laughs> well, he's a leprechaun. Yeah. His pot of gold goes with him wherever he goes. All right. It starts off on a remote planet, and uh, the leprechaun, played by Warwick Davis, is attempting to court a princess, a pretty girl, uh, named Zarina, who is played by uh, Rebecca Carlton? I think it is. Anyways, um... He's wooing her. He's yeah. ugly as sin, but he's wooing her and, and telling her, hey, you know, if we kill your dad and we do all this other stuff, <clears throat> we can take over the kingdom. Because she, basically she wants she she wants to take control of the kingdom for her own needs. She's fucking evil and she hates things. And Yeah. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Every time you say wooing, you got to throw in a Ric Flair. Woo! Into the show. No, I don't. Yes, you do. So the two agree to marry each other, uh, with each each of them planning to kill the other after the wedding night in order to enjoy the marriage benefits. For the leprechaun, it means influence. For her, it means the leprechaun's gold and jewels, um, as it were. So you cut to a platoon of space marines arrive on the planet. Not really. They're going to this planet for, it's, it's kind of like alien. They're trying to be alien. Yeah. And you have, um, who is the... Is it Tim Kazarinsky? I'm trying to remember. All. Okay, so you have you have your platoon of Marines. One of them is you have a female Marine that just joined, but everybody's making fun of her because she's female. Yeah. You know, oh, you can't carry a big gun. Cliches. If you want to carry a big gun, I, I got one in my pants, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But it's like only one female. Oh, it also has the dude that played uh, Reggie's brother from Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. Okay. Um, Reggie's brother uh, was was in the van. And he was he was with his girlfriend okay. when uh, the fake Jason came up and killed him by uh, stabbing him to death in the shitter. Yeah, in the outhouse. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Yeah, and I, I can't ever remember his name, but he's been in a bunch of bunch of shit in the eighties. Yeah, and no pun intended. So a platoon of space marines arrive uh, to the planet and kill the leprechaun for interfering with mining operations. Uh, gloating over the victory, one of the marines pisses on the leprechaun's body. Uh, 
the the leprechaun spirit travels up his <laughs> his urethra yeah uh, into his penis where his presence manifests as gonorrhea now i saw that part and this is so w- what happens is is that he this dude uh, the, the space marine Kowalski is getting with this with the with the female space marine, yeah. and as they're they're going at it, he's she's like, "Wow, you you're really hard. You're really ready to go." And you know he, he sells back because he doesn't feel good. And out of nowhere, the fucking leprechaun just pops up out of his wiener. Oh, it was awesome. So uh, God, the, talk about passing a fucking Blarney Stone. Yeah, uh, the Marines return. Come on, that was good. Passing a Blarney Stone. I, that's why I didn't say anything. We just <laughs> moved on. I can't top that. <laughs> the Marines return to their ship uh, with uh, this Zarina chick, the princess. Darby oh shit in the little pee hole. Yeah, no doubt. Whom they plan to return to their home wor- to her homeworld in order to establish diplomatic relations. Diplomatic immunity. The ship's commander, the cyborg Dr. Mittenhand who is just basically a torso, a head, and everything else. Great. Uh, explains his plans to use Zarina's regenerative DNA to recreate his own body, which was mutilated in a failed experiment. Ultimately, he ends up turning into a spider... A, a, a spider... Monkey? No. Scorpion thing. It's really weird. And he's always bitching about flies. I need flies. I need something to eat. I need flies. You know? And he's, and he's trying to sound like the emperor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In Every, space, every, no one can hear you snore. Everything is proceeding as I have planned. <laughs> uh, elsewhere on the ship, the leprechaun violently emerges from Kowalski's penis after he is aroused during a sexual act. The Marines hunt the leprechaun who outsmarts them and kills most of the crew in gruesome and observed ways. As a, at one point, he grows really, really big after getting hit with like a laser. He gets hit with a laser grower thing. Attached to his freaking head? Yeah. And and he, and, and he looks down into his pants and says, everything's better when it's bigger. <laughs> and then he's walking around like Godzilla on the ship. It's fucking... The, the movie's awful. Uh, it's really, really awful, but, you know... Oh, yeah. yeah uh, well, wh- Should it be called Leprechaun P instead? The Leprechaun injects Mittenhand with a mixture of Zorina's DNA and the remains of a blended scorpion and tarantula before initiating the ship's self-destruct mechanism. A surviving Marine rushes to the bridge, Sticks, that's the guy that played, that was also in Friday the 13th, Part 5, uh, rushes to the bridge to defuse the self-destruct, but is stopped by a password prompt. Mittenhand, now a gross monster calling himself Mitten Spider, entangles Sticks in a giant web. Meanwhile, the other survivors confront, I'm reading this right from the Wikipedia because I can't do it justice, confront the leprechaun in the cargo bay where they cause him to transform into a giant after shooting him with Mittenhand's experimental growth ray. Who the fuck takes the time to put this on Wikipedia? Probably the movie company. The ship's biological officer, Tina Reeves, escapes to the bridge and rescues Sticks by spraying Mittenhand with liquid nitrogen and then shooting him. Uh, the only other surviving Marine opens the airlock so the leprechaun is, su- leprechaun? Might as well. leprechaun is sucked into space and explodes, just like Alien. Huh. Was there any, um, any soldiers named Ripley? Yes. No. No, no, no. That was... Uh, that was Scooby-Doo. I was watching Scooby-Doo. Uh-huh. It was the same thing, Space Station. Mm-hmm. And one of the officers was called Ridley. Uh-oh. And she was all she was all uppity and was like, "I'm gonna I, there's there's aliens out there and I'm gonna show them my kung fu." And she shows. I'm gonna fu. shave my head and kick their ass. This basically is what she was doing, just like a mock of. It was actually pretty funny. Uh, Books joins the others at the helm. I don't even what the dude that killed the leprechaun and they deduce that the password is wizard. How is that possible? Since Mittenhan obviously compared himself to the Wizard of Oz. What? Previously, com- oh, well, that wasn't in the fucking plot. After stopping the self-destruct sequence, Books and Reeves kiss while Sticks looks out the window to see the leprechaun's giant hand giving him the finger. <laughs> it's awful. This, this, 
It's like Hellraiser in space or Jason X uh-huh. or Jason in space or whatever. Yeah, Jason X. It holds a 0% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never seen that before. Based on six reviews. It has the lowest rating of any film in the series on IMDb. So six people actually admitted they saw the film. Yeah, the AV Club wrote that the outer space setting comes off as a desperate ploy to continue a horror series without having to pay any attention to continuity or the laws of reality. The laws of reality on a movie based on a leprechaun? Yes, in space. So you have Warwick Davis, who played Willow. Yes. Uh, Jessica Collins. Is Harry Potter not paying enough or something? Gary Grossman, Rebecca Carlton, Tim, let's see, Metalhead Hooker, Master Sergeant Metalhead Hooker. They're going to say Tim Meadows was um, in uh, or something. M- Miguel Nunez, that's who plays Sticks. He was, he was in Friday the 13th and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, he was also in Return of the Living Dead and Life and Juana Man in Tour of Duty. <laughs> Juana Man? Uh, Juana Man was a huge fucking hit. Oh, his first movie was National Lampoon's Joy of Sex. That's great. And then his second movie was Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. He was also in Jumpin' Jack Flash. He played a thug in Lethal Weapon. He was in Action Jackson, which I still haven't watched. How do you like your ribs? <laughs> Harlem Knights, Lethal Weapon 3. He was in Street Fighter. Oh, fuck. He was in Slam Dunk Ernest. He played in Carnosaur. I stopped at Ernest Scared Stupid. I saw that in theaters. Nutty Professor 2. Where did I see Ernest Scared Stupid? He was in Scooby-Doo. He played Voodoo Maestro. I saw that at He was a... in The Adventures. He's invented a lot of Eddie Murphy movies. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. I saw that in a mall theater. Which mall was it? Was it Sunrise? Could have been Sunrise. Anyway. He was in Meet Dave. Black Dynamite. He played Mo Bitches. Yeah. Your Meet Dave is still wrapped in plastic. Yep. <laughs> he was in Blue Mountain State. He played a transvestite prostitute. Awesome. I've never seen that show. Is that a funny show? I don't know. We got all three seasons on Netflix. Anyways. I was wondering how much of that guy's fucking bio you were going to read. <laughs> There's just certain actors that I like, and he's kind of goofy. You wanted to give him the, the recognition. I yeah. got you. I got I, you. I give him props. I understand. I do that sometimes with But actors. Leprechaun 4 was just, it was fucking terrible. Right from the moment, you know. Is it three or four? Four. Okay. And, the, you know, I mean, the, there is no... There's like four sets on the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Right? There's the ship set, and then there's like the planet set, which is a cave where the leprechaun lives. For some reason, he lives in a fucking cave, and he steals a princess, and he, he tricks the princess into marrying him, saying, oh, well, you know, you get my pot of gold and everything else, and you get my influence in magic, you know? And she's like, oh, okay. So the movie was written by the by the people who write for Saturday Night Live? No, it was written by the people that wrote for uh, Friday Night Live. <laughs> That extinct Saturday Night Live wannabe show. Okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. I think most people have. Well, it was another Lorne Michaels thing that Attempt. didn't last. Yeah. You know. But yeah, it, it was... Ugh. Guess what? If you run out of ideas on your show that you're currently doing, and you try to have another show... You didn't run out of ideas. He got fired from Saturday Night Live. I'm just being an asshole. Right. But you're being an asshole in the wrong direction. He left Saturday Night Live after the, after the second... After the second cast came in, and then he came back when Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman and all those guys yeah, re- resurrected Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, you know, fuck that movie, Leprechaun. I mean, I like cheesy movies, but I have my limits. You devoted over, I think, 10 to 15 minutes to that fucking movie. I just want you to know that. Yeah, well, you devoted over 10 to 15 minutes to your movie, too, so suck it. wasn't it. that long. Whatever. Dick. Suck it. Suck it like a fucking leprechaun-infested dick. We were going to talk about Attack on Titan this week, but we're going to leave it for next week. Yeah, I think we'll just do a twofer, or we'll either do a twofer or a separate, I don't know, because we're going to see another movie this week, so. Unfortunately. Yes. I don't even know what we're going to see, because so. I know next week is going to be James Bond. 
Yeah, I don't know what this week is. This week, yeah, I don't. Okay. So I have a theory on Star Wars. You hit us with that theory, Mark, because I wanted to write this out, but I didn't have a chance to, because I'm being lazy. <laughs> so the whole Star Wars story is predicated on the Skywalker family. Yeah, and the Skywalker family is Anakin and Amidala, Padme. Yeah, and then they have kids, and they have twins. Now I have to look up twins. Twins. How are, how are twins conceived? Look it up while I'm pissing. I'm looking up twins. I'm still looking up twins. Directed by Ivan Reitman? 5%. It may be up to 5% of all pregnancies at 12 weeks will involve a twin. Um, it's that high, huh? Oh, I know what we're going to be seeing this week. Okay, twins are influenced by genetics. Women whose grandmothers or mothers had non-identical twins do have more chance of having non-identical twins themselves, but identical twins are just random. Some families do seem to have a higher than average number of identical twins. Uh, women who are aged in the 30s and 40s have significantly higher chances of conceiving with twins. Younger women, especially those aged, do not have as much blah, blah, blah. Okay, so women have to... Women provide the identical twin thing. Okay, so with that being said... So Padme gives birth to Anakin. So they both have to have the twin thing going on. They both yeah. have to have the gene to help form the twins. Yeah, the immaculate conception. Which means that Anakin, that Padme that Leia has the gene and Luke has the gene as well. All right, but the chances of Leia having twins are slim to none. Uh-huh. Well, no, I wouldn't say they're 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 less. Okay, unless Han Solo was a twin himself. But I'm going with the Skywalker side of the family. What if going back, Anakin had a twin? Okay. And and even though Shmi says, "Oh, he just formed and blah blah blah," she wasn't really forthcoming with who his father was. Yeah. You know, I just had him. It's a miracle birth. Blah blah blah. I find that hard to believe. Is there a chance that Darth Plagueis could have done? No, that? I don't want to get into that. Okay. I don't give a fuck about that whole. You know, he formed out of the Force. I I, I don't I don't play the Christ. The, the the Christ uh, uh, the Immaculate Conception yeah the Christ theory is what I'm trying to get at which is he was born you know like you said Immaculate Conception and he just happened to be <laughs> to balance the force let's prophesize but he didn't technically he did technically he didn't because the Jedi were all over the place but he didn't and he switched them out no he didn't he didn't balance the force they eradicated the Jedi, so the Force was unbalanced to the dark side. That's not balancing anything. But there are still a few Jedi alive. It doesn't matter when you have when you have a majority of the Force users being bad guys in public. That that's not balance. Just because you have one or two alive doesn't mean anything. Okay, it's your Star Wars world, man. I'm just trying to throw something in there. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is: what if the entire line of Skywalkers is full of twins? Okay. Okay. And she gave birth to two. Shmi Skywalker gave birth to two, but she gave one up for adoption, okay? And came up with this whole immaculate, re- con- re- I was going to say conception. reception, yeah. this whole immaculate conception story to put people off the trail, okay? Whether she gave up the adoption to Jedi or, or whatever, it doesn't matter, okay? She she had twins. She is a twin her- herself, okay? Okay. She also has to have some force powers in her or was with a Jedi or a Force user, okay. right, for Anakin to be able to, and we're talking non-Star Wars 
he was formed from the Force. We're talking about she was she she had an affair with a fucking Jedi, or she had an affair with a Force user, yeah, right, non Jedi. So that being said, Luke and Leia. Luke, by the time we get to the Force Awakens, has been gone for twenty years. Let me finish. In the ten years preceding. Because there's, they seem to be pulling stuff from uh, the extended universe. What if you met, married, and had a kid with Mara Jade? Okay, we'll just use Mara Jade because she was a Force user as well, and they they ended up having a kid. Okay, yeah. Mara gets killed. Luke goes into seclusion, and his daughter is protected by Han and Leia because now you have her being about the same age as she would be when when you know when Luke. When Luke and his wife had her, yeah. So when she was born, then you have tw- you have twenty years in between. She's twenty two, maybe whatever. And Kylo Ren is Luke and Leia's son. Okay, not twins, son. You have now. I mean, this could be all flip flopped, and you could have uh, John Boyega's character actually be Luke's son. You know, if you want to do it that way. What if Ray Daisy and John Boyega's character are twins, fraternal twins? Yeah. Which would be kind of weird, but what if that happened? That threw everybody off, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, um, but my theory is, is Ray and Kylo are not brother and sister, but they're related in the Skywalker line. Ray looks more like Luke, Daisy's character. Yeah. And Kylo looks more like Han, right? Okay. With the dark hair, or he looks like Leia, you know, with, with the dark hair and everything. So, going off of my theory, my theory is that Han and Leia lose their kid somehow, and he... Like, it could have been at the Battle of Jakku or whatever. He was abducted. Yeah. And and Daisy stays on Jakku looking for, and finally, you know, when she's old enough, still goes back to look for her cousin or, you know, at this point she thinks it's her brother. Yeah. You know, hoping that maybe he's part of it and she just ends up staying there. But she's not on Jakku for long because she wouldn't be old enough to go there on her own when she's younger and then stay there for 10 or 15 years or whatever. But she's only been there for a couple of years looking for her brother. She got she got wind that her brother was, you know, somewhere in that. That was the last, the last time that they saw him. Yeah. Okay? And that's where we kind of pick up the story is her being on Jakku as this scavenger, but really she's looking for Han and Leia's son. Yeah. Okay? And she's trying to pick up the pieces and find out and, and find any clues. And that's when Boyega's character kind of interrupts things and it all comes together. But like I said, I don't think Daisy's character is a Jedi, but she's a product of a Force user. Mm -hmm. And I think that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's kid, but I I believe that there's another one out there that we haven't seen yet. A, another twin. I don't. I, I just. I don't buy into the fact that Ray and or Daisy's character and Adam Driver's character are brother and sister. And if they are brother and sister, then they're Luke and Leia's son. Or I'm sorry, Luke and Leia's. They're <laughs> they're Luke's children, not Leia's children. That's a powerful kiss. If it was Luke and Leia's kid. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> so what were you gonna say? Okay. Was it ever explained wh- um, how Smee became a uh, slave? No. Okay. What if Smee was raped by a Sith or Force user? What? And to cover that shame, she said that she created the idea of an immaculate conception. And what if one of the kids was given away? Because and but she she couldn't bear to get rid of both of them. Or you think that's just too much for a Star Wars movie? Why raped? Why do you have to go there? Well, it's better than 
manipulated through mitochondria and force I, that's powers. That's what I said, but why? I already said that she, you know, what if... Okay, okay, then fine. What if she had a relationship with a Sith or... Why Sith? Or a Force user? Well, I mean, but why, why Sith? Because... What if, like, because she was ashamed of, of having this relationship that she decides to just But not... you didn't say relationship. You said raped or had a relationship with a Sith or a Force user. Why does it have to be Sith? Because it fits into more of a dastardly kind of thing. That doesn't make any sense. Dastardly how? Like, they could project the future of, oh, if I rape this person, her son will become the fucking most powerful fucking force user on the planet? No, it's just... In the, the universe? No, it's just that that's a byproduct of it. Like, an unintentional byproduct. That doesn't make any sense. Dastardly how? I don't know, it just... It feels more twisty. I'm just... That doesn't feel twisty at all. It feels forced. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I'm just throwing something out there. No, but it doesn't make any sense. Dastardly how? It just kind of fits into the whole, like a, like a. No, it doesn't. Like a, like a, like a, uh, God damn it, a certain kind of fate, like unintentional fate, or uh, it's hard to explain. I well, I, I, well, what I don't understand is this. Is that the mummy, Lawrence of Arabia? God, it sounded a lot like the mummy in certain parts. The 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 whole the whole convenience thing of. Being with a Sith, well, first of all, she wouldn't be with a Sith. There's only two of them anyways. And secondly, I just had an idea. Secondly, it's just too convenient to plot, not twit. There's no there's no twist to it. It's just too stupidly convenient. All right, I'm throwing that out there because also it's hinted at in, in you know, the prequel trilogy that Darth Plagueis could have manipulated the Force to create... Anakin. From a certain point of view. Yeah. But no, I don't buy it. I don't believe in the immaculate bullshit reception. So what if instead of him manipulating it, what if he had a relationship why? with Why? I mean, of all all the beings in the universe, why specifically her? How would he come across her? She's a slave. Maybe he made her a slave afterwards. She, why would he do that? I don't know. What, what purpose... Why? What purpose would putting her into slavery on Tatooine in the far remote fucking reaches of the galaxy? Maybe he felt enough for her not to kill her. That makes her. no sense. Maybe she shamed him in some way. I don't fucking know. What? Just throwing something. He's a fucking... He, okay. According to Star Wars lore, he's the most powerful force user on in the galaxy at that point. Mm -hmm. Before Palpatine kills him. Yeah. So... Why would she shame him? He feels no shame. Plus, he's a, he's a different species. He's Nymudian. I don't know. I'm done. I, I, I got nothing. You fucking shot down everything I said. I'm not shooting. A, I'm just saying that it doesn't make any sense. That whole theory makes no sense. It's just throwing something out there because you said you didn't believe the whole um, I understand, conception thing. I understand that. But to con to conveniently play, oh, Darth Plagueis is the one that created Anakin. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Watto raped her. Again. <laughs> Play with my little Annie. You're a fucking retard. Fine. Because we, we don't know anything about where Shmi came from. Yeah. So let's assume that she's been a slave all her life. Or she was sold to Gardula. So she was a slave for a good portion. Okay. So what if... Ooh, I see a light bulb. What if she's always been... What if she was a slave girl for Jabba the Hutt mm -hmm. and he turned her into a breeder? Okay. Because it's, it, I mean, in in the Return of the Jedi novelization, Jabba said, I was fighting Jedi, you know, before you were even born. Yeah. So what if Jabba had Jedi slaves? 
you know, s- slaves that were Jedi or Force users, you know, yeah, and was trying to breed them for his and 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 bring them up for his own army or whatever the fuck he wanted. Create his own bounty hunters? No, why bounty hunters? No, it seemed like bounty hunters were always around Java. He's a he's a crime lord. He's the godfather of Tatooine. Yeah. So w- what else? I mean, why again? To create bounty hunters. There's a billion other things out there, enforcers, people that can manipulate other people into giving them money, giving him money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all for the benefit of him to grow his wealth, but no, bounty hunters. They could be, they're like his, his intergalactic His His hitmen. bounty hunters. His intergalactic hitmen. Right. Of all the things. All the things in the fucking universe. He's just growing force-sensitive bounty hunters. <laughs> It gets to a point when I hate talking about Star Wars with you because you're such a goddamn know-it-all. It has nothing to do with know-it-all. You you come up with the worst fucking. You come up with great shit all the time, and 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 of the in the course of this conversation, <laughs> here it comes. You you pancake shit all over it. <laughs> you mean drizzle? No, you pancake shit. You shit out a big giant pancake, <laughs> and then you just draw on it. You're like ah. Oh. Like bounty hunters and Darth Plagueis. Ugh. But no, you know, you couldn't just have these Force-sensitive dudes where he's he's controlling them for one way or the other by some some sort of manipulation because he's fucking Jabba the Hutt and he has that you can't you can't affect him force-wise. You know, you can't mind control him anyways. So basically, what he does is he has he has breeders. And he sells Shmi because out of all of them. She's the one that was unable to produce any children. Well, she produced children, right? Mm-hmm. But only one of them was force sensitive. Anakin, let's say Anakin didn't really become force sensitive until later, right? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't grow his fangs till he was five. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so they let, her, so they sell her and Anakin to Gardula, or Jabba loses a bet with Gardula. Okay, and she had a kid before Anakin. Right, or she had twins. And Jabba keeps one of them. And turns him into a bounty hunter. <laughs> and, and fuck you, your stupid bounty hunter. But Jabba keeps one of them and gives Shmi and Anakin to Gardula to cover a bet. Okay. Okay. Knowing that Anakin is kind of force sensitive, but, you know, it, it slaves are worth a lot of money, right? Yeah. So he keeps one. Gardula gets what she wants out of it, blah, blah, blah. And we go from there, okay? And and then we, we see the rest of the whole thing. That's a more plausible idea than, you know. Than rape. <laughs> than fucking Sith Lord rape. <laughs> but going into it. Yeah, Disney's not very big on rape anyway, so. Oh, sure they are. John Smith. <laughs> Pocahontas. I'd poke that hauntus. Shut up. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not punny. Suck my juwea. It's stupid. It's not funny. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to be serious, but it's hard to be serious. Anyways, um, so you missed that joke right there. See, why? I I blew one right by you. What? Why so serious? No, I said it's hard to be serious. Oh, after you did the whole fucking sucker Julia. Yeah, let's put a smile on that face. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Sorry, we went off into a Joker tangent, and I I had I had a fucking dick joke that. I shot a dick joke into your face and you missed it. And it blew over my head. Yeah, blew into your blew a load over your head. <laughs> but you went Joker. Awful. We're we're so out of sync. Fucking a we are. My theory being that 
one of the people that they show in the trailer, Ray, yeah. Daisy's character, Daisy Ridley's character, is Luke Skywalker's daughter. And Kylo Ren is Han and Leia's son. Or they're both Luke Skywalker's children. And Han and Leia were, have been divorced for however long. Do you Are you open to the possibility that Vader, once he became Vader, could have created another child? No. How? Well, his dick didn't get cut off on Mustafar. It got burned off. All right, it did. Oh, fuck you. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He's a cyborg. What is he going to do? Flip it open? Technically, you, I mean, you could extract his DNA yeah. and clone him. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it is. I mean, they're highly advanced. And, but uh, the idea of Vader having another... No, he was too... He's too enforcery. He was too. He's too um, bitter and in his own head to care about fathering another child. I was gonna say, like, what if he did have a, a clone of himself created, so that in case he, went, he did decide to overthrow the emperor, if he had another clone created, why wouldn't he just assume that clone body? I don't know. That's why we have to find out. <laughs> I'm just saying because I'm thinking of when Kylo Ren in the trailer says, "I'm going to finish what you started." You know, it just seems like there's a connection there. What the fuck is that? It's romancing the stone. Is it? Huh. All right. Eye rolls and head shakes, man. I'm going with the theory that Kylo Ren and Daisy Ridley are Luke Skywalker's siblings. Okay, and they're on both sides of the coin. Right. Okay. And that I don't know who John Boyega's character is, but, I, you know, I could be wrong. It could be that Boyega's character is Luke Skywalker's son. He's Lando's son. It's a possibility. But that's too convenient. <laughs> too convenient to the plot. Yeah, Lando's grandson. No, it'd be Lando. It could be Lando's son. It'd be the right age. Of course, I don't know if that's possible because I think that Lando's the only black guy in the Star Wars universe besides Mace Windu. You obviously haven't watched Star Wars much, do you? Just fucking around, dude. I'm just throwing out. I'm just making purpose. The fucking on purpose the, racial the fucking remarks. A-wing A-wing fighter pilot that was in Return of the Jedi, or you know the hundreds of black actors that were in the prequels. The hundreds of black actors that were in all of the Star Wars movies. Dressed up as aliens? Doesn't matter. They weren't just dressed up as aliens. I'm just throwing racist shit the, in there. The hundreds of black actors on set for Empire Strikes Back. You know, like, there's a lot of people that say, oh, there's, not, there's no black people in Star Wars. So, as it goes, I honestly believe that we're being spun to believe that it's Han and Leia's because of the extended yeah. universe and, you know, Jan and Jason Solo and all this other stuff. And I think that some of the stuff for for the prequels, or not the prequels, for the extended universe is going to be used because there's some good ideas in there and most of the other stuff they can throw away. But, like, if they're going to use extended universe stuff, bring in Thrawn. You've got to bring in Thrawn. He's, he was from uh, Heir to the Empire novels. You've got to bring him in because he was one of the best written characters for Star Wars. He's an admiral that was in the outer... Uh, out of regions uh-huh. and left there um, because they thrown there. Yeah, because uh, the emperor is not was about. Well, I mean, he, he was racist. He wanted only his. He only wanted humans in in the imperial navy. Okay, and um, but Thrawn was so good at what he did, and he looked human enough that he might as well just you know use use him in his own way. That's why he put him in the outer rim. Okay, so. I think that would be cool if they they incorporated that into the next movies and stuff like that. So that way you have this commander, this admiral, this this fucking great tactician that could really fuck with uh, the New Republic. Anyways, that's not my point. My point is, the theory is, I don't believe that Kylo Ren and Daisy Ray are products of Han and Leia. I think they're products of Luke, Luke and 
his wife or what, and that's why he's in hiding. Yeah. Or that's why he he's not in hiding. He's uh, self-exiled. Yeah, like in mourning. No, he's just exile because she was killed. And he feels responsible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we go from there. That's all I got. Fargo. I, get I bet forced depression is a lot worse than regular depression. It's forced. All right. Uh, do you you don't want to talk about Fargo until next week? Because I haven't I haven't seen it. I know. I'm surprised that Hulu doesn't have it. No, I mean I've got the first season on Blu-ray, but I don't. Um, and it came with it came with a uh, beanie, and it's got you know the special the Christmassy uh-huh. Fargo you know pattern on it. It's really cool, but I, I still ca- I kept it in the box. Well, I mean we can watch an episode here, so yeah. Well, yeah. Here, well, just I, do a quick your quick take on what you think about uh, Fargo this season. Three episodes in, season two. It is the best fucking show on TV. The best. That's a bold statement. And it's the best show in the last ten years. That good. It is really, really good. It's better than Walking Dead. Okay. It's so well written and just kind of janky and and not. There's nothing standard about it. Uh-huh. You know, in the way that they use uh, uh they they use the Ang Lee comic book format in in shots. Yeah. Uh, when when they're when they're doing um multiple takes on on different people, like in this last episode, I'm not going to give anything away, obviously, but in this last episode, in the opening scenes, they have all the people that are involved, all the main characters, and they're splitting the screen. So you have like a husband and wife, and then they split the screen to show the husband doing whatever he's doing, and the wife doing whatever she's doing to get ready in the morning. Yeah. You know, and then it just goes on from there. So it's basically, it's, you know, like, uh, well, um, Patrick Wilson's character yeah. and, and Ted Danson's character. So like they would do a split screen of showing them doing doing whatever they're doing at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And it, it kind of pairs them up like that, you know, the, the, the two, the couples that are together, the family that's together. Didn't you know. they do that kind of in the 70s with certain types of uh, TV shows or movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's it's filling up the... it's it's They did it like with Quincy and stuff like that. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're making it feel like you're in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, good. It's well done. So I... It is the best show in the last ten years. The best show. I because I I mean look I I I'm taking your word for it. I believe it is going to be good because the first season was so goddamn good. No, this is even better. And I, I mean, but the fact when they said they were going to do a season two, I'm like, what? What could they do? You know what I mean? I mean, just like because season one was so goddamn good that like what could they do else? I mean, you know what I mean? It's just how can you come up with something else? It just it's like you know they think that you just blew their load with the first one, but you're saying that it's even better. That's amazing. How else do you think people fucking write? They just come up with shit. You know what it is? I'm skeptical, not about Fargo. I mean, just overall about everything because of all the shit that we see. You know what I mean? That it's hard for me to sometimes think about that there's writers out there that can be consistently good. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'll take your word for it, man. If you're saying it's better than the first season, then I, I believe you. It's 100% better than the first season. The first season was awesome. God damn, I love the first season. Yeah. Man. Everything but about it. This is it. even better. It's just the, the, all, all the actors... Last night when I was watching it, and I fucking hate Ted Danson yeah. <laughs> as an actor, but when I was watching it, there was a scene where there's just two characters talking, uh-huh. and it didn't feel, and I said this, I said, it doesn't feel like they're reading from a script or they're, they're playing off a script. It feels natural. Yeah. And that's fucking crazy. So you're just watching two people go at it and talk. Yeah. You're like, this should be boring, but it's not. So yeah, isn't that weird? How how good writing and acting can make a scene like that work when if you saw someone else do it, it would just completely fail. Yep. Sometimes all things just fit into place, man. Yep. So that's all I got, man. I'm, that's all I got. For imagine me. if there was good writing on uh, the Last Witch Hunter. You know what I mean? That movie could have been so much better. No, it couldn't have. <laughs> I, 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, so the next movie that we will be seeing and talking about after Attack on Titan is going to be Scout's Guide to the Zombie Oh, that comes out this week? Yes. Fuck yeah. I'm so looking forward to that. That's what we're going to see. We're definitely going to see that movie and talk about it. Cool. So, Scout's Guide, hopefully you can get your brother dragged in to go see that movie too. Uh, He won't see it. Okay, then he'll see the trailer. (laughs) He'll watch the trailer. All right, so yeah, for a couple of average Joe's movie reviews, Last Witch Hunter edition, I am Joe Spiegel. Okay. And he's okay. (laughs) All right, and then uh, for Mark, who had to leave early because, uh, you know, life, life happens. Anyway, though, I, I'm glad he came on. I, I think it adds a little something to the show, and hopefully he can come on uh, more often. So, All right. That's all I got. I'm Mike Sutherland. Bye-bye. Hakuna Matata, bitches. So that's our show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you go to iTunes and leave a review. Also, share the show for us. You know, The more people that know about us, the better off we are. Also, for more cool trivia, you can follow us at MPS5150 on Twitter. For more great podcasts and my movie reviews, don't forget to visit www.acoupleofaveragejoes.com. This is the end. This is the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.